Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Donald, the most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. I'm Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. Everett, this episode is going to be huge. It's going to be terrific. Tell you, fantastic, amazing. It's going to be amazing. I mean, we're just doing great. I mean, this podcast is just winning. I mean, we're winning. People said it wasn't going to win, and it's winning over here, and it's winning over there, and every other podcaster just get out of podcasting because we're winning. Let me tell you, our our listeners are going to get so tired of winning. We win so much (laughs) that. That they're just going to say they're not going to know what to do. They're going to every time every time a new episode comes up, everybody wins. I win in my well, business. and I'm telling you, no other podcast wants to go up against us. Trust me, no, no. other podcast. I, we're going to destroy every other podcast easily. We're going oh, to win. Every other podcast should just drop out. I don't even know what they're doing. They should all drop out of podcasting. Okay. Uh, enough of the fun and the crazy <laughs> hilariousness that we love to have fun at the beginning. But let's get serious now and help some more small business owners. We promised at the end of the last episode, after two episodes, about how to use negative emotions to attract uh, raving fans coming over to your business. But now, as ever mentioned at the end of the last episode, the glue that's going to hold them together is going to be positive emotions. Okay? You're going to attract people with negative emotions, but you're going to hold them together. The glue is positive emotions. So what did you mean by that, Everett? Well, simply that, that negative emotions make people move. For good or for bad, people will not uh, generally, most people will not move forward. Uh, they will not make a buying decision based on positive emotions, based on attaining pleasure. Um, they will move to avoid pain. So what we want to do is we want to move them with a negative emotion. But once we have them, once they're bought, once they buy from us, um, nobody wants to feel negative emotions all the time. That the, they want to avoid pain. So by by then helping them feel positive emotions associated with their purchasing, um, they uh, uh, you're then able to um, really stick them to you. So in other words, when they weren't part, when they weren't on, you know, when they weren't in circulation around your business, so they had these negative, these these problems, these fears, these uh, this anger. Then they came to you, and not only was that anger and fear alleviated, but then now they have some positive emotions associated with you as well. So you can see it's it really is like a magnet. So they so you're they're going to move away from from. Uh, not doing business with you and towards doing business with you once they've already taken that step. They want to do more and more and more because they consistently get the good feelings that they get by uh, by working with you. Yeah, and from what you said, that people will do more to avoid pain than to gain pleasure, I, I give a simple uh, illustration that I do uh, in, sometimes in the seminars that I teach. And I say, you know, if somebody calls you up on the phone uh, from one of these boiler rooms, it happens all the time, they call you up and they say, hey, if you give me a hundred dollars i can i can tell you this stock that's definitely going up and you will double your money and make a hundred dollars and how motivated are you to like say oh yeah that sounds great here's my bank account information let me get immediately get you a hundred dollars like nobody nobody is very quickly motivated at making a hundred dollars but now let's say that and i say to the crowd i said somebody came running into this room 
grabbed, pickpocketed your wallet, took out $100, and ran down the hall, what would you do? <laughs> he'd charge after him. Well, they'd all immediately get up and run after him. I'm like, it's the same 100 bucks. So you see the pain, the pain of the loss. It was your $100, and you lost it. You'll do more to go get that back than you ever would if someone said, if, and if you just walked in the room and said, hey, anyone that gives me $100 now, I'm going to go buy a stock, and I'm going to double your money. Nobody would stand up and give him $100. But if he took your 100 you'll all run after him. So just an illustration there. People will do more to avoid pain than they ever will to gain pleasure. So the marketing, most small business owners are making a mistake that you see with Donald Trump. Donald Trump first attracted everybody with the negative emotions that we discussed in the last two episodes. You might you likely don't want to pass over that part. Like you said, Everett, people are usually have a, another provider or a referral to another provider, or at the very least they see websites or, or clipper coupons or yellow page ads or newspaper ads or TV ads or whatever. They see advertising and marketing of other options, and the way to, best way to attract them away from other options is through expressing the negativity of those other options. But once you have them as a customer or a patient or a client or a member or whatever your business is, the way to keep them is through positive emotions. So help us out. What's one positive emotion that's going to be this glue to keep people with you? Oh, and by the way, before I ask you that, I wanted to give the example that you're seeing with Donald Trump. He attracted his raving mob of crowd of crazies, Trump trumpeters or whatever they call them, uh, with his with his you know attacking and negativity. But now, if you see him, and we're recording this in late April, and if you see uh, Trump rallies, they are you know chanting Trump, 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 and they're you know he says, "What are we going to do? We're going to build a wall." You know. Now there's positive things that they're yelling back, the mantras and the positivity of their, they're now we're, a force. But that's we're going to make first... America great again. Yeah, we're going to make it great again. So how, what is the, what's one emotion that the small business owner ought to imply once he's attracted a customer, what has he got to, what positive emotions he's got to put in place to keep them? Well, I, I think that they, it, it's going to vary depending on the business, but one of the things that, um, one of the things that I think most small business owners miss is that operations is marketing. So they kind of separate the two, operations and marketing. And what uh, uh, when I owned a small business, when I owned a, uh, like a brick-and-mortar business, it was always my goal that not only did we do an excellent job, but we also put on an excellent show so that the customer felt important, they felt special. Um, uh, we also worked very, you know, we worked very hard to, uh, 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 to to elevate their status so that they felt like that they were really a VIP when uh, when we were dealing with them. Um, <laughs> pardon me. Uh, we also, depending on what business you're in, you also want to make them, uh, you also want to give them an aspiration. Uh, you want to be inspirational. So, it's amazing to me how many businesses, and some guys get this right, some folks get this right, but it's amazing to me how many businesses um, are, uh, uh, are, are able to attract a tremendous amount of business because they communicate with their customers in an inspirational manner. Now, here's the thing. Their business might have nothing to do with inspiration, but they send out a newsletter that has inspirational quotes and that, that uh, you know, uh, and, and that... that well, let me throw one at you because this is my, one of my favorite parts and maybe the listeners, too, is when I throw things at you and you fly without a net and you come up with a solution. So let me throw an example at you, and I'm going to take a dentist. Nobody likes going to the dentist. Nobody's going to aspire to say, I can't wait to go to the dentist. This isn't a restaurant or any kind of other activity where people want to do it. People go kicking and screaming because they know they have to do it. So how is a dentist going to give positive feelings to people about dentistry? 
Well, it, you don't have. Here's the thing: you don't have to give them positive feelings about the industry. So here's here's what I would do. Um, now, where I now I have to interject because that was an extremely politician-like way of answering a question. You just completely <laughs> do- dodge and negate the question, and you answer it any way the hell you want. So that's another lesson right. for another day. But go ahead. Well, um, so uh, uh, here's what I would do. First, I would. Uh, uh, first, I would have a very specific process, intake process, that was designed to make somebody feel important, that was designed to make them feel like a real VIP, like, like you're our guest. Think of the dentistry office as, uh, as your home, and now you're having a guest, a very important guest, come into your home, and you want them to know that you, that you like them and that you respect them and that you appreciate them. So that, that's the first thing that I would do. Um, and then, and in that in that way, they come from the from the way that they come in. The the uh, receptionist that stands up doesn't just shove the clipboard at them here. You know, that stands up and says, "Oh, thank you for coming in, Mrs. Smith, and we we're so happy to have you." And and here, if you could just fill out some of this stuff, and can I get you something to drink, or would you like a uh, you know would you like a healthy snack that doesn't have sugar that's going to rot your teeth out? You know what I mean? There's there's a whole list of things that you do to um, uh, to attempt to make that person feel important, and right through to uh, uh, to into the chair, you you literally put on a show. I mean, you literally put on a performance for the people that's designed to make them feel like they are the most important thing in the world. They're the center of your universe at this moment. So that's the first thing. That you and uh, you can also include a uh, an office tour is often done at a doctor, oh, chiropractor, dentist, so they're touring around, and from what you just said to the receptionist, you want to uh, you know, let your employees know that, I like what you said uh, a few minutes ago, that the, the deliverable is not, the operation is not separate from marketing. Everything is marketing, so that right. when somebody comes in, your staff is it, not just the receptionist. All the staff gets up, stops what they're doing, turns around, and greets the person. Knowing Absolutely. that this is a gold mine of walking through our office here of future business and referrals. So somebody who's in the dental lab in the back who's putting together whatever gets up, turns around, takes off the glove, shakes the hand, or takes down the mask, says hello, smiles, nice to be here. Instead of just, uh, I mean, a tour is good, better than none, but even better is then the tour of like, oh, yeah, he's busy over in the corner there is, yeah, but the person stops and says, not too busy to say hello to a new patient. We love new patients, blah, 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 blah. And going through the new patient's mind, not to mention you're going to tell them outright, is the feeling of like, hey, when I refer somebody, this is the way they're going to get treated. I can really right. refer people here and feel good about it. Absolutely. Now, the, the other way that, that, I mean, you hit it, you hit it, death, you hit the nail right on the head. That's exactly what the, per, the person feels like they are the center of the universe. There's nothing and there's nobody more important than them in that moment. And there's very, very, very little that somebody that you can do to to, uh, uh, to attach a customer to your business more than make them feel like that they, in that moment, are the center of your universe. People appreciate it, and they will, um, uh, and they will always appreciate. It. Um, so that that's how you instill the good feeling. Yeah, and this has to be done and orchestrated, like you said. You're you're in show business. Every business owner, whether you like it or not, and I know we have a lot of listeners that are probably grumbling now, going, you know, they don't like it. Hey, I didn't get into business to be in show business. I got in business because well, I am great with a wrench and I do great plumbing, and that's what I do. And I'm not a showbiz guy. I'm not Donald Trump. I'm not, you know, which is, which is what. How about 16, 14, however many opponents he had all said the same thing. Oh, he's just a big show, 
and he's flying in on his and now Hillary will say that for the next six months. You know, he's just flying in on his jet and he's putting on a big show, but there's no substance. And and yeah, Trump knows. Oh, he's just a reality TV star. He's a celebrity. Like he knows you've got to put that pizzazz in there. You've got to make people feel like they want to. He talks now about this whole thing about him looking more presidential. Like first of all, you know, if our current president is presidential, then what's so good about that? Like, country's yeah, a mess. Right. So I don't know how good, pres- <laughs> quote, presidential is. I mean, that's like saying, like, uh, you know, my coach of my, uh, you know, coach of my, the, the football team, Mike Ditka, who would rant and rave on the sidelines, but he won a Super Bowl. Was he head coach-like? You know, Tom Landry would be quiet and never say a word. So maybe he was head coach-like, and Ditka wasn't. And Ditka came from Landry, by the way, and played for him in his career. Like So, you know, I don't know about this, what's presidential, but this whole thing about, oh, Trump is going to change from the big showman to, you know, being calm and presidential. And he came right out and said, instead of attracting a group of 35,000 people, I'll have 35 people in the room if I do that. And right. so you've seen every other candidate and pundit and establishment and all the, you know, people that want to, you know, everyone wants to talk bad about Trump. That's one of the things they'll bring up. And they might say the same thing about you. And you might now, dear listener, might be saying that about your competition. Going through your mind right now, we're talking about someone in your marketplace who does this kind of stuff. He does crazy TV commercials, or he's got his big face plastered on his truck with some funny saying, or, you know, some way that he knows that he puts on a show and you know that you do better work than him, and you grumble that he's more successful and has got a bigger business. Well, I'll tell you, he's also having a lot more fun than you, because, but how much better if you will just put in some of that show, and I'm not saying be a clown, I'm saying put in like Everett said, make a little show when you tour people around. You know, when you, if you're a go-to-you business, a contractor, now, Everett, that was you. You didn't have a come-to-me come business where you could tour them around. You had to go to them. So how did you put we, on a little show when you showed up on a job site? Well, we, uh, uh, the first thing I did is that all the salespeople started care, started um, having an assistant ride with so they would So the salespeople could dress nicer, and they were now a consultant. They weren't a roofer. And the person who would ride with them was, they were the ones who, they were the helper. They were the ones who could get on that. Uh, get on the roof and crawl through the attic and do all that stuff. So now the consultant would sit with the homeowner, and then we they send the helper out, and the helper would get up on the roof and they you know walk around and take pictures, and they had a report that they filled out, and then they would get into the attic and and get in the attic. Nobody gets in the attic, and um, or at least very few people. People who know what they're doing do, but very few people actually get in the attic in the roofing business, which is a huge mistake. Um, the uh, uh, because it it really the, the homeowner really feels like you're going the extra mile to make sure everything's good. We're going to get in and see if, see if we see any rotted wood. We're going to see, you know, so that if, if there is some rotted wood, we'll go ahead and quote that for you immediately. Because every roofing contractor you've ever, every roofing contract you've ever seen says right on there that it doesn't include, uh, it doesn't include any wood replacement. Um, once they pull the roof off, they're going to see if there's any wood that needs to be replaced. And that's going to be billed out at $150 a sheet of wood or something like that. So, uh, so we, you know, you you go through and and you fill out a report and you have the pictures. The whole time, the consultant is sitting with the uh, sitting with the homeowner and uh, t- you know just getting to know the homeowner, talking with them and and creating a rapport with them and and really just chit chatting with them about whatever. Uh, and uh, uh, I I mean I'm telling you, it works like magic. 
and then the and then the worker comes back, the helper comes back with their report filled out and some pictures on the you know on the. Well, phone I was going to say, I'll bet when you first instituted this, it, you and I know you tracked everything. Your sales went way up, even though you're now sending out two people. You were now not just sending a a guy didn't like you know when when someone crawls up and crawls around the attic or gets under the sink and then his ass crack is showing and whatever you know and then he's going to sit down and and make a sale and make no mistake when you give go through an estimate you are making a sale that he's already right. diminished his standing because he's a blue collar I get dirty and I go through stuff guy and what you did brilliantly is you separated out and so you sent that technician and maybe these guys even switched off and one day one guy's the technician and the other guy's the salesman and they switched off the next day it's not the person it's the persona it's the it's uniform the one guy's in a shirt and tie and the other guy's in a uniform getting dirty and that alone accelerates the sales that it makes sense now for you to send out the two guys together it pays for itself i i used to i used to go out in a uh, sports coat and a pair of slacks to sell up uh, uh, to sell roofs and uh, you could just tell from the moment i opened the door people's entire attitude changed when they saw me sitting there whether i was wearing a polo whether i was wearing a button-up shirt didn't matter sports coat and a uh, and a pair of slacks and a nice pair of dress shoes and people just i mean their 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 whole body language and everything immediately changed it was uh, so yeah i mean it's it, when you're when you're showing a little respect and you're showing uh, you're putting on a little bit of a show um people respond and they respond nicely you know they respond well and you were saying some people might not want to uh you know oh i I, uh, I don't want to be in show business. I'm a, I'm a plumber. And well, for the for the folks listening who are taking that track, they they're allowed to do that until the guy who does want to be in show business puts them out of business, and then they can go to work for him uh, because that's what's going to happen. Your 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 competition is going to destroy you if if they're doing this and you're not. So it's not even uh, you know it's even something that is optional because if somebody comes into your marketplace and they're doing this, you're done. Exactly. And so now, and let's, I, I noticed by the clock on the wall, we're, we're at the end of today's episode, but just to wrap it up, you know, Trump, I, I remember in the news a few oh, weeks ago when he approached hey, the head of the... One, I, I want to go that? back to the dentist because there's, there's another very important point that I want to make for people. Um, Please. And, uh, uh, and so I want to go back to the dentist example. So I gave the example of going through and introducing, and you mentioned the, the office tour, which I didn't specify, but that's where I was, that's what I was talking about is, uh, uh, is a well-scripted, well-organized uh, uh, well office tour. But the other way now is to communicate with your customer on a regular basis with inspirational messages. And the inspirational messages don't have to have anything to do with, that, with your business. So they can be inspirational stories in a newsletter about, uh, you know, about people who overcame whatever, uh, people, who, you know, I mean, you always see the little videos on Facebook where somebody, uh, you know, somebody came from way behind and ended up winning a race or, or uh, you know, there, uh, there was that one guy who pulled his hamstring and, and refused to quit until he got over the line even though he lost the race. And, uh, you know, there's always some sort of inspirational message feel-good message, so you start communicating with your customers with these messages, and you communicate through social media with them, and you communicate uh, in a newsletter with them, and you communicate through email with them, and that those inspiration, aspirational, and feel-good messages will also, as, as, as now it's the long way around, but it's an important piece of the marketing puzzle because what it's going to do is it, it creates those feelings associated with you in your prospective customer. And they will then, uh, uh, once those feelings are associated with you, 
they will then look to you to get more of those feelings. So it, it is the long way around. It's not, I wouldn't want to build a business solely based on that, but over the long term, it's an extraordinarily powerful way of, uh, of creating that glue in your business to make sure that the people stay stuck to you and keep coming back. Fantastic way to wrap it up. I was just going to also mention, you know, I, I heard in the news where Trump approached the whoever's running the Republicans' annual most boring days of television ever, that convention, one just one speech after the other from the same podium, everyone looks the same, sounds the same, talks the same, whatever. Uh, you know, he said, hey, I want to inject some show business, and they pushed back and said, yeah, no, we're running this thing, and what do you know? Well, what he knows is that is like he's got record voter turnout everywhere he goes. He's electrifying and invigorating a base of of what in the small business world I would call customers or clients, right. followers, by right. injecting some show business. So that's a lesson you can learn from Donald Trump. Again, you know, you're going to be accused by your competitors who are going to grumble, and maybe you're the one right now grumbling about your competitor that they're a clown or they have no substance just because they're putting on a show. How deadly will it be for your competitors when you have both when you have tremendous substance because you do fantastic work and have great service and you inject some showmanship to it then you just cannot be beat every nlp guy in the world hates tony robbins and every psychologist in the world hates dr phil that's true and and i when i was a consultant with the yellow pages for about three and a half years with the yellow page company every time i walked around to roofers they all pointed to one guy with a full page roofing ad and i think i mentioned this earlier in an earlier episode and they said yeah but he does crappy work and the plumber with the full page ad yeah but he does crappy work everyone like has a competitor that they're going to grumble about every restaurant is going to grumble that the restaurant across town that's full doesn't have as good a chef as he does don't be that guy okay don't be so opposed to what you see and don't be afraid of your competitors because you're now one who is putting down the successful competition i can tell you what look at trump i have a feeling you'd much rather be the successful competition and the hell with anyone that puts you down because who gets to go back every night into that jet and fly anywhere you want and go back home and live in a gold-plated extravaganza or whatever if that's what floats your boat if that's what he likes that's what he gets to do so he continues to marry like uh, award-winning or uh, contest-winning models from around the world and he lives in a gold-plated whatever that might not all be for you but it's for him it's what he wants so at the end of the night he gets what he wants his competition is all grumbling if you can have thick skin and be okay with that that's the lesson to learn this week from Donald Trump. Absolutely. All right, and we'll be back next week with another episode on the lessons learned from Donald Trump podcast, which, as always, is the greatest podcast. I'm telling you, trust me, this is the greatest podcast in the history of the earth. I mean, we are breaking every record. We're just winning. We're just, uh, our numbers are up everywhere. You know, where people said it couldn't be done. I just think every other podcast should stop podcasting forever. Well, it, 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 what they at the very least, they should get behind us and start telling people about it because the fact is that there's no way that they're going to win if they come up against Yeah, yeah that's true. They're you wouldn't lose. believe what other podcasts are now calling us and telling us that they want to promote our podcast instead of theirs. All right. Right, well, Enough because we're winners and everybody wants to be associated with the winners. <laughs> I love it. And thank you, Everett and Steve Cypress, over and out. And we'll be back here. We'll see you next time. 
You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser. Some people do, I guess.